and welcome to Modern Toy Fair. Today we're going to ask the question, are you okay? I am your host, Mr. Modern Toy Fair, and I am joined by the founder of the NECA Illuminati, the delayer of shipments, the procrastinator of pruners, my YouTube wife, Mrs. Modern Toy Fair, Jamar underscore games. But that's not all. I'm also joined by the man Modern Toy Fair has full custody over, the man Optimus Prime Pop that he refuses to stop, the Twilight Knight, the master of Mac, the three-pump chump of taking this show off the rails, Nate. What's up? How you guys doing tonight? I'm, I'm really I'm okay. good. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, this is one that I've been wanting to do for a little while. Uh, and that is the kind of parallels and connection between collecting and mental health. Um, because mental health has become a bigger topic nowadays in society more than it used to be. Used to. It was kind of like you just, you know, suffer in your silence, weirdo. Um, but now it's it's becoming a little more discussed. And I, I feel like collectors, you know, we're filling that big hole in our heart with, with plastic, right? <laughs> Just me? Cool. I thought you were gonna... uh, episodes I thought over. I you were going to say collectors uh, are people, too. Collectors are people, too. <laughs> I don't know some of them. We'll discuss that on uh, weekly on, on OnlyFigs, though. Um, oh. But yeah, so oh, I mean, we already did last week. This is true. Yeah. On a week and a half ago. Yeah. Um, so go back and watch the episode if you have or if you don't tune in live or haven't already. Um, but yeah, so I mean, realistically, there's a lot of people out there who like it, this is their escape: collecting, toy hunting, taking pictures, what have you. It's a way to escape from all the stressors of their day to day life, any personal problems they're dealing with, any actual like mental illnesses they're dealing with, and I feel like that's a, a got to be a, a lot pretty common thing amongst collectors because collect collecting is borderline just a better habit that can become an addiction so like it, it can probably draws a lot of us in through that and the way nate's looking yeah. at me I'm, I'm i'm assuming i'm the only one and jamar has already expressed before the show like he's you, perfect you... so <laughs> no no i'm i'm agreeing with you i'm agreeing with you i i think that there's a lot of things that go into this when it when it comes to mental health and there's there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad mm -hmm. that comes exactly. along with it too so i definitely agree yeah so what's but jamar is perfect yeah jamar's perfect he, I, doesn't, I he doesn't have any personal problems he's not running from anything Whoa. he just collects just simply because he thinks the turtles are pretty that's it sorry if you thought jamar had flaws <laughs> jokes on you mm -hmm. <laughs> well i mean just to clarify that is kind of why like so it's not it's just an attachment to the childhood isn't that what nostalgia is right i mean if you ask so, a therapist probably not there's probably something deeper there oh well i don't i don't know yet if there's anything that deep below the surface but i feel like most of it is just like the attachment to like not wanting nah that sounds really that's see that sounds dark but not wanting to get like old is really what it is but like enjoying my youth or not even my youth, but just my childhood of like reliving '90s cartoons, or you know, having the figures that I had when I was a kid. It felt it's more of a connection to my childhood than like a escapism or something like that. For me personally, that's what I mean. Um, 
yeah i mean i don't do any like hardcore drugs so this is like a, <laughs> a replacement for like you know addiction but i addiction is a strong word so i don't let know me ask, let it's me hard you. to say that with like the thousand toys right surrounded, surrounded so, so let me ask room. you this then if <laughs> tomorrow the wife was like you're done could you get rid of it all and just call it quits cold turkey so i mean that that adds another layer to it because outside of like the connection to my childhood now having a child i think it is also kind of like an excitement and connection to my childhood to my child as well so like would i could i just completely give up collecting toys possibly but i still would be doing like other things like video games comic books shit like that so mm. it's always gonna have you don't a, collect a physical there. comic books well i i didn't say collect i mean i don't I know, collect I know, physical just, video games either i just, just mean like saying, playing like... and reading and like sharing that with like actually you know... using them for what they're for shock yeah like i don't <laughs> feel like a personal attack I'm it not saying hey, if, it, if, if, if the hat fits, then wear it. But. I mean, it doesn't anymore. I've gotten rid of like 99% of my comics. I'm down to just a few like special ones that I'm, I'm keeping, like my my signed hey, hey. stuff. If, even if you're a, a slabber and that's what you do, that's fine. That's what you do. But I'm with mm -hmm. Jamar. I tend to use my my shit. I, like I mean, I like to. I like the idea and the concept of it, but it's a matter of finding the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. especially oh, yeah. when you're a dc fan well, a and other... they were dropping two books a month for every title like that's pretty rough. much why i stick to image and the random but yeah that's that's not toy collection but you know what i mean mm -hmm. um yeah so it's not like i don't think i'm i'm escaping from anything of if anything i think that's why i probably play like video games because that's a little bit more of an escape because i can get in you know completely away and something like that but for me it is it's like collecting things because i can't wait for my kid to be interested in the things that i have so that that's probably like a deep-seated seated issue right there but i think most parents would probably want their kids to like things that they like so that's kind of normal but um yeah I'm, I'm more curious about like who hurt you michael <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like that's a level that's a level of dark we that, don't want to go down uh but do you collect figures but no to, i i, I openly I'll, I'll openly like discuss it i suffer from anxiety and depression like i have since mm -hmm. i was very very little and it's always been somewhat of an escape because like, as a kid i while i technically have siblings they were never really around so i grew up as pretty much an only child um i had a stepsister but she'd be over every other weekend um my my piece of shit father had a few kids with other women who i saw for a couple of years and then they'd disappear so i pretty much didn't have siblings so it was just me playing with my toys and it was kind of like i'd create these worlds and stories and it was kind of also a creative outlet which then led to me like drawing and writing and stuff as well um and it also then you know once i got older i also got into video games uh, for a while and i that kind of took over more so just because you know when you're in high school and stuff like that it's not cool to to be the kid who collects toys so it turned into video games which then turned into collector's editions and it wasn't until like the college years when i went back to to collecting action figures again and it's still to this day it's a it's a way for me to you know 
decompress and escape from the stressors of everyday life. I come home from, you know, my job. I mean, granted, at this point, it, it kind of <laughs> has job. also become a second job um, because well, of the wow. channel. Um, and, and ironically, yeah, the first job, too, is also very toy centric. Um but like I'm able to, just, you know, take now it, it went from me playing and creating stories to now I create stories through the photos that I take for like mm. the reviews and some there's there's photos I'll take that never even make it to social media or anything. They'll be just ones that I'm screwing around playing with things, trying to see test new lighting and stuff like that. So it, it's it's kind of grown with me throughout the years, but it's definitely, you know. It gives it's one of those things where it also gives you something to look forward to. Um, it's it's become some, a potential career path for me as well, which has also helped mental health wise because I've worked retail for ninety percent of my jobs, and that's very taxing, and especially once you get into the management level. And I especially noticed that my last like retail management job that it it really took a toll on me, and that's when I kind of decided that I needed something else. And this kind of just all the stars aligned for this this channel to become a thing um, during the pandemic because we'll, we'll discuss like the full story. But me and Jamar talked about it and that's how like Monitor for News and stuff came to be. Um, and, and now obviously we're trying to make this more than just a hobby. Like we've got the Patreon going. Um, my T Public store has been completely converted over to just Modern Toy Fair. Um, I'm working a lot harder to try to advance things on the channel and, and grow it more uh, versus like when we first started, it was more just kind of a a figuring it out stage and then just kind of like a hobby stage because I had to take a back burner once things calmed down with the pandemic. But yeah, I'll 100% like admit like toys are an escape. Like you go hunting to try to find that new thing to get the the ser quick quick uh, little dose of serotonin and be like yeah and then move on to the next thing so like 100% it is how about you Nate yeah yes uh, yes <laughs> why why is Nate uh was it Ron uh, Swanson and he's just like doesn't want to share his feelings over in the corner <laughs> no i mean i i I could go through a whole thing, but it, it would it would be very much similar to to both of yours. Um, That's fine. You know, dealing with things in my past and 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 you know, latching on to toys and and staying with it through years when you probably shouldn't have, and then when you finally do take a break, and then trying to get your kid into things that are similar. Uh, which, Jamar, I'll, I'll give you just a little piece of advice. You you push so far, and mm. then you let them find their own thing, and then sometimes they bring back to you, which that's like the coolest thing. When, yeah, I can you know, see that. when they're when they're growing up and like you lead them towards cool stuff and then they're old enough to lead back cool stuff to you so that's yeah. really really cool so that's fun to look forward to um but yeah i mean i would say you know um this has definitely helped me in in times i mean you know uh there's, there's all kinds of things we can talk about as far as you know specific um, things do different things for your different mental capacities, things like that. But just overall, um, it's a lot of fun. It's a fun hobby. It it's the thing that's really great about it is you can you can focus down 
or you can go really broad or you can collect modern or you can collect vintage you can collect uh characters you know just specific characters and stuff like that there's all kinds of ways to make it fun for you um you know and you just got to be careful because then you can let things overwhelm you and then it becomes not as fun and then that's when it really starts to take a, a toll on you which i'm sure we'll get into here in a little bit um but yeah i'm, I'm glad you brought up that last yeah. part because that is that is something i wanted to talk about is kind of the, the the negative side of collecting the part that can kind of take that toll on you and have the reverse effect of what it should be doing um, and some of that can be caused by just you know the like pre-pandemic and going in early pandemic we had hit a point in collecting where the demand was significantly higher than the the supply and like the the turtles line with NECA I remember me, me and Jamar both do for at least three years maybe more straight it was always a stressful terrible time when there'd be a new drop because there was not very clear indications of when things would hit if there were they'd end up being wrong and they'd hit sooner or sooner than later not all stores got the same quantities if some stores didn't get any at all it was it was also so in like popular that then it became a huge item for people to want to try to scalp on ebay so then you had to fight off other collectors plus then people trying to buy them to to make a profit and it just it really sucked the the wind out of the sales of the hobby for for a lot of people including like hell that's why i like i've calmed down a lot on NECA turtles i'm doing the comic book stuff and a few things here and there but that's it i i got rid of the movie turtles i got rid of all the comic or not the comic the toon stuff um and it, and it partially was because <laughs> i'm sorry but jamar like let out like an audible like hmm. Like there was a great disturbance in the fourth when you said that. <laughs> Anybody that's watching, if you didn't hear it, run it back because he's, he's like he's just like. Mm. <laughs> well, it, it really was. It was because it, it it wasn't fun anymore. It, it became right. it was it yeah. was too. It became a job. It became I have to devote so much time just to making sure I secure this. And yeah, they did improve over time. They started doing the open pre-orders. More started hitting stores. But at that point. They had worked through all of the main characters and the important stuff that people wanted and it started calming down and going into the deep dives, which I had no interest in. Um, so it, it just kind of really wasn't fun compared to other lines I had and it made it like not fun to collect it. So that's why I like the, the comic book stuff because the comic book stuff isn't hard to get. It's it's fan channel essentially anywhere that it, even even Target oddly enough has it even though they weren't originally supposed to. Um, so i'm i'm like all for it even walmart technically has exclusives which is with the auto t stuff um so the comic book stuff is everywhere it's not like limited it's not hard to get it's 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 also a little more niche because it doesn't have as big of a fan base as the movie and the tune line do um so it's it's a lot more relaxed Uh, i still have some stuff that's you know a little stressful getting the indiana jones was a little stressful because they pretty much sold out at targets everywhere um so, and then though I walk into to Sir Troy's the other day and there's a giant end cap just yeah. chock full of every single one. And really I think they were like maybe like a dollar or two more than no, like they other weren't. retail places. No, they weren't. They are I mean they're five dollars more. All right, either either way. But still, I'm, that's, one it's cheaper than eBay. I mean, but I would just wouldn't have got it then. I would have waited for my big bad toy store pre-order to come in. 
yeah, but I'm just we saying. We know you get a discount. Yeah, yeah, not enough to bring it down. I wouldn't even, I'd still be paying over retail for it with my discount. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, tune into last week's uh, Only Things where I talk about how much I overpaid for stuff. Uh, but <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Um, well, I, th- I, th- I think Target's going to get uh, restocks, but either way, that's not the point of this episode. Um, what I'm, well, I just wanted to say because you, you mentioned like the negativity side of it, and that is like you know, I'm sure those videos are still obviously on the channel. Oh yeah, you can go back and watch so the, the news down for the Turtle Watch 2020 defeated. in 2021. Oh man, it was it was yeah, the Turtle Watch 2020 was and like you said, 2021 was like a dark dark time. Um, part of it though is something that nate has kind of like stressed to us and i think a lot of collectors do the same thing and i i, I still use video games because of the crossover because it's very close and similar as you have like the same situation is that you want to be a part of like that zeitgeist of when something comes out or when something releases so like that excitement and that hype sometimes you get burned and collecting wise you're like all right i'm gonna spend more in retail blah blah, blah whatever it may be and then that opportunity comes later for you to get it. So you kind of like almost did it to yourself in a sense of like getting upset and frustrated. Sometimes. Um, yes, I will agree. Sure. Sure. But in a lot of those cases though, of turtle watch and turtle watch 2021, 22, those were a lot of moments where stressed out, especially like four packs specifically where I didn't think I was going to get it stressed out, pissed off, mad, angry, upset, all of the above. And then like, when you lose all hope you end up getting it and like i don't know if that's just a part of the process to go through and the, that's why for the, me the, it's the stages to... of grief of collecting yeah though like seriously though that's why it, to me it's 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 hard to look at as like an ex- escapism it's just a part of like i just love i enjoy the ride i won't say love love's probably a strong oh yeah word, i enjoy you love the it, ride of... yes. <laughs> yeah like i enjoy that that moment of like not being able to find something you finally find and stuff like that. The hunt is fun. Um, this gives me actually a great example. I was out at the store yesterday and I was just in the dinosaur aisle because that's what my life is now. When we go to target, which I enjoy, I love it. Um, but on the dinosaur aisle, then at the end there's um, like the wrestling stuff and we're just in the aisle and this kid just walks up and I say kid, I'm old. So he was probably like 18, 19, something like that. But he goes, no way. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Like, he didn't say what the fuck. He was like, what? He's just freaking out. He was like, I didn't even come in here for this. And it was like some WWE elite uh, um, Andre the Giant or something that, like, it was just one on the shelf. And he was like, I can't believe this is here. Like, oh, my God. Like, and it, he was so excited. And then, it like, my wife looked at me and was like, you know, that's so cute. And then she's like, that's, I know that's like, you were so happy, excited to see like what he got and it is true it's just that like that feeling is such a great feeling that like even though you have those negative moments i think it's worth going through because you you can get that payoff with NECA, that's not always the case <laughs> yeah. i still haven't I, seen a lot of the holothon stuff yeah NECA like, is the one all. exception to that rule i feel like, right. like they, they they corrected course for a while and then it seems to be uh going back <laughs> the old ways but no a lot of stuff yes you, you can you'll, you'll find it eventually like the the indiana jones stuff i was i was freaking out i went to several targets um not necessarily like three or four um 
and I was like, this is going to suck because everywhere I went, they either had none of them or they only had the side characters. And then I heard that, oh, they're only getting one indie per case, which is just asinine to me. Um, and Anna Jones is my favorite. Two still seems kind of low. Not a, it's, not... it's, it is it is too. It's it's stupid. It's two indies, two Marians, two Salas, one Tot, one Belloc. It should be four indies, mm-hmm. one the rest. Well, when I went to, the target I went to when I finally found them, the rack was full, and it was one indie. So that's why I I I assumed those mm-hmm. rumors were true. Um, not that that I've seen. Either way, two indies is not. enough. It's not for, enough. It yeah. should have been four. Yeah, if they come in a case eight, it's two is not enough. Um, but then I was just like, well, no matter what, I have my big bad toy store pre-order and I know every time I buy something that I have pre-ordered through them less than a week later, I get an email saying, Hey, we're about to take your money. You better cancel this real quick. So you just bought that. Um, or I will miss it. And then suddenly I'll be missing a bunch of money from my account. And I'll be like, what the hell? And I'll be like, great. Now I have two of these. Um, but like yeah, they're, they're, nowadays it's it's not quite as bad, but like like you said with NECA, it's still it still lingers sometimes where there's some things that you you still can't find. Like I I briefly wanted the the I think he called Man Ray, but Ray Fillet from the Comic Con. Uh, so I was like, hey, this looks really cool. I still have never seen one. I've seen everything from Holothon yeah, except for the accessory pack and Ray Fillet. Everything else I think I've I seen. saw Ray one time. I think I think because I I think I've seen, seen I, I have seen everything else. I think I, I may Rex have seen the Rex very once. first day. Yeah, the very first day I saw it. I didn't pull the trigger because it's sixty dollars, right? Was that how much it is? I, it I is think it's big. like sixty. Oh yeah, yeah for the, uh, the Robocop like guy, I was trying to figure out who the Rex yeah. was. Yeah, I think he's sixty. Because the bigger Ultimates were like fifty. Yeah, because uh, uh, like, uh, huh. Triceraton was fifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mutant shredders, I think, are fifty. Um, Ray Filet, I think, is 40 or 50. Um, and the rest were around but 35, 40. Just to like shift this probably more so towards Nate, just because of, well, I mean, you collect everything, but like the thing that we both kind of maybe miss out on, I know me personally, is like retro collecting, just because mm-hmm. I'm pretty much like the only things that I'm going to possibly find are like not like real going to find them. Yeah. So, like, I don't have that like retro collecting anymore. And like, I kind of do like get a bit jealous of you having like with your, your vintage series. But I, I mean, I imagine that sucks as well, although it has some, some issues, but that's like to um, me the biggest part. I feel like I miss. Yeah. I, the fun thing, like it was, it's weird right now because um, I started this line late and I was still able to accumulate most of them. Um, I had to sell a lot of things to get some of them because some of them are really pricey. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I The one thing I'll tell you, and I needed something I needed something new in Star Wars because Black Series just wasn't cutting it. And I love things that are numbered and that on one hand drives me crazy, but yet also I love it at the same time. Like if you put numbers on your shit, I have to have them all and they have to go in the proper order. Like, and you can't even see the numbers. The numbers are on the back. I know. It drives me crazy because I just want to put them in like with each other, with the right movies and stuff. Right. Right. And yeah. So in these actually numbered going down all the way across, but um, yeah. And you know, I do have a little bit of vintage as well, which is fun. Um, but I don't 
I don't avidly collect vintage. I mean, vintage collection, but that's different. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't avidly collect vintage anymore, just because one, I, I'm comfortable with what I have, and but that option is always available to me, which is cool. So, yeah. yeah. I, guess, I guess you already have like I'm thinking of over the past years of what you've purchased, but like mm-hmm. Motu, it's like almost you got like I'm assuming most of everything you can get. Like, I mean, I don't have everything, but I, I mean, I, I, like, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. And yeah. that's been weird, too. Like, that's a, speaking of, like, the five stages of grief and things like that, like, you know, coming to, like, a collection's end is a weird mm. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, and it's, I don't think we talk about that as much. And I, I see it a lot. As much as we don't want to talk about it, the minute we complete something, it, it's done. You don't want it. Anymore. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the chances of getting rid of it or selling it off or something like that becomes exponentially higher because that, that thrill is no longer there. That hunt is no longer there. And like you talked about in previous episodes, if you put it away, you don't really like to do that. And then that kind of almost then makes it acceptable mm-hmm. to not have it anymore. Um, so, you know, that's always a, a weird one. And that's a, you know, that's why some, maybe some collections like, like Masters of the Universe Classic, for instance, I don't have everything and I'm comfortable with where I'm at, but if I, I'm not finished. Just leave Technically the there's open. pieces yeah. I'm, I'm still missing. It's, it's enough that you can um, still enjoy it because you haven't right. finished it, but you aren't right. actively trying to finish it. Exactly. And, and that's a cool thing too. Like, you know, just, because I go, I go to a lot of toy shows. Like that's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite things about, the hobby in itself probably the thing that makes me the happiest is is going on trips and and going to shows and getting to know you know people within the community cool ones but um <laughs> I, no i'm not is he, I, is he is that a shot at us or are we not no cool? is i that think what he's that's saying? just I'm like just, i mean we are on the internet i'm just making a blanket statement um, oh are you saying because me and you got recognized at a show that's why you like going now it's because people were like i saw your face well, no, on a thumbnail <laughs> I've always liked going because that is my favorite thing. Cause I, I think it comes from like going to flea markets as a kid. Cause I was buying toys oh, at flea yeah. markets back mm-hmm. when, cause like when nobody gave a shit about GI Joe or star Wars, you know, I was buying shit up. Um, cause you never know what you're going to find. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the anticipation of it. Um, especially when you go in, not really having an agenda. Yeah. Like you might have like a couple of things that you're necessarily looking for, but when you're I just there, like to go and look, around. Yeah, I, I just like to see what's there and find the craziest prices, and um, I I love soaking up that knowledge too, and just getting to see what everybody has. That's my that's my favorite part. What what is your guys' favorite part? What makes you the happiest? What improves your mental health the most when it comes to toys? Oh, for me, it's easy. It you know, in here with just you know the lights over in the station on, taking photos, setting up creating like a little story in my head to of like so you see like the progression through the photos like that's a that's a thing if you if you watch the reviews you'll see like throughout the photos like there's a there's a story playing out and that's literally just the evolution from when i was a kid making stories of, of what these figures are doing in my head that's me just doing it now but with fancy lighting and photos it like, yeah so it's, it's 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 kind of just that 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 that's the one thing that kind of gets me through everything like i i come home i go and turn off the lights turn on all the the photo station lights and just kind of gather some diorama pieces and some figures and and have some fun like it's 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 probably like as much as i i also enjoy going to toy shows um 
I think the best thing for me, I mean, I do, but my problem is I, I, I go and I, I'm like, I want to find something cool that I'm just like, Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know I needed that or something like that. And then I, I get disappointed when I don't. And I think that kills it for me. Uh, right. I do, I do have fun. Um, yeah. and, and every now and then, like when we went to that one in Columbus, I, I had a lot of fun and I found a couple things. Um, so like I, it was a blast. Toy Hio just sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not saying it. I don't. I'll I say it. I don't. You said it is like you know one of us supposed to get, but yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the thing I enjoy yeah. most is, is getting to play yeah. with with my figures essentially. Yeah. Uh, so my answer, I guess, is kind of twofold. It was before. Just I mean, here goes my um my deep seated issue. So like growing up, my mom did like the best she could. I mean, the amazing things of like getting all the toys and mm-hmm. all the stuff that I, I kind of really wanted. But I always felt like it was kind of like when she could, you know what I mean? Like afforded and kind of things like that. So now like I'm in a position in life where I can like get the things that I want when I want them. So part of that probably comes from like, that's probably where a little bit of the impatientness of like, if it's released and it's available, I fucking want it because I can buy it. You know what I mean? So like I got to wait for mom to get it anymore. <laughs> right, right. So a lot of my purchases have like come from that because it's things that one, I want to be, I am able to get it and I I want to like have that feeling deep down. But also it's just like cool to just see like a, a look across my room and see the things that I'm into and sort of like not telling a story with my toys, but telling a story of like who I am by what I have is probably what gives me a lot of joy but then like again obviously it's a broken record but my biggest thing that i take away from it now is like having you know as he come downstairs to the turtle room and him his eyes light up and look at all the different cool things that i have to me that's really where it's at now of like how can i share this passion with him so like that's cool but i mean it's weird because i'm on a toy podcast and I don't know. I don't really like obviously follow toys. So like in the different group chats, I'm like, guys, when you see something new, just post it and tell me because I don't, you know, really follow it that closely. So I don't I don't share that same like excitement outside of like some of the nugget stuff. But it's mostly just I don't know, like being able to buy the stuff I want makes me happy. And that's well, probably that's something say that you take money, to a therapist. Money can't buy happiness. <laughs> that, well, that's a therapist say... question right there right there though helps your mental health because you don't go on the boards and you don't go in the facebook oh yeah that's you all the i don't have the when and, you guys talk you... about can you believe this person said this i'm like yeah oh that sounds stupid yeah <laughs> but i don't i don't have to worry too much about it but part of that I is just... like i my job i work with the public i've been podcasting for i don't know how many years now at this point but i don't really i'm a very like not shy, but I'm just in, and what's the word? Introvert. The opposite. Yeah, the thing that everyone says they are nowadays because it's cool. But like, I, I honestly am just not that outgoing of a person. So like, talking to people online and like forums and shit would not be, like, I have a Reddit account for like ten years and I have like three posts. <laughs> Most of the time, I type things More out and I delete it because I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't want to bother anybody. <laughs> so like. Um, I guess that's probably one good thing that I could get from the toy, uh, from this toy hobby, maybe getting out there a little bit more, but 
I think this podcast is about as much as I can handle. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, so, so that's a, no, you brought up an interesting bad. point there um, because that, that's that's another thing. Is, is, so as I mentioned before, you know, anxiety, depression, all that. Um, I have always had difficulties in social situations. Um, like a lot of social anxiety, always, you know, worried about what people think, this, that, and the other. And I, this, this podcast has kind of forced me out of that and, and gotten me to a point where like, I'm not as afraid to like approach people because I've, I've had to break out of that shell to kind of help Mm, create the community that we've started and meeting people. And we've met like a lot of, you know, great people through this situation um that and it's 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 kind of like an unexpected side effect of it all is you know you decide you want to become a youtuber and get famous and rich which still hasn't happened yet um <laughs> and instead it it, it kind of slightly cures your social anxiety in the process um, i thought you were gonna say it, it cured your social anxiety because when you you walk up to someone now and they're like oh this could be an awkward interaction but instead of your mind you're like I have a fucking decently successful podcast. You can't. I can't even say decently successful. I've got a moderately starting podcast. You can't phase me. I have over a thousand subscribers. It's that like me over two thousand person in the party. Uh, Oh, in the background, and like no one knows that I have over two thousand subscribers. Uh, but no, because like that's that's, that's one thing since the beginning. I've I've wanted to make sure to do is because a lot of I mean, granted, a lot of the, the big toy YouTubers get significantly much, like, a lot more interactions than we do. But I've, I've wanted to make sure to respond to as many, if not all, of the comments as possible. Mm. Sometimes I'll skip one or something if it's too toxic or too negative. Um, or sometimes if I haven't responded to you, there's a good chance that YouTube just didn't send me a notification. And Studio sometimes is weird where it won't show me all the comments. It'll register it as read even though i haven't read it um, so if i didn't respond to you at some point i do apologize but i am in the comments almost every day replying to people um and i do that for for multiple reasons one because i want to build the community i want to you know have people feel comfortable approaching us i don't want it to be a situation where you know we're the big stars and you're this the peasants who watch us kind of thing um but another thing is i there's there's always this this aspect where something so simple like that can make someone's day because think about it. You get, you know, uh, someone who you, you look at as, you know, quote unquote famous, whether it's moderately or actually legitimately famous, like likes something you tweeted or follows you back or interacts with you in some way, state or form you, you, you know, that suddenly you're walking a little straighter because you, you're, you know, it made your day you're you're excited about it it's it's you know something that you're like oh wow that like actually happened um so like for me i just wanted to make sure that like i don't want anyone to ever feel left out and if i can you know just put a little bit of effort in and potentially make someone's day because they're excited that like oh the person who i watch on youtube responded to me then I, i'd want to go on my way to do that and it's not like a vain thing of thinking we're, we're famous because we certainly aren't with our 250 views per video. But regardless, like even there's there's YouTubers and stuff like that who, you know, aren't like in the millions, but they're still like pretty popular. And when I get a response from them, I'm pretty excited. So like 
Oh yeah. You're passing I've along. To meet, I've gotten to meet some great YouTubers at shows. Um, it's awesome. It's that's part of it. That's super fun too. Like the whole explosion of YouTube and this community and these quote unquote celebrities. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're celebrities to us in the sense, mm-hmm. like, you know, if I saw, you know, Dan Larson somewhere, I'd be really excited. Right. And you know, if I, somebody I worked with would be like, who the hell is that guy? Like, you know, exactly. But, it's, but it means a lot to me. of importance to you. Not so much. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, what's cool. Yeah. You, you guys might find this uh, hard to believe, but I also, you know, have uh, anxiety, depression issues, but I, I am comfortable going being a little bit more out there and being in front of people and, and doing that. You guys may find that shocking. Um, I know it's not like you agreed to do a whole like uh, boudoir calendar or anything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but you know, there's always, even with someone who is outgoing, there's always insecurities and issues and things like that. And it is nice. Uh, I don't really know where I'm going with this. We're, we're just sharing. Yeah. It's just, nice. It's you a, know, it's a safe space. It's, it's 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 the mental health episode. It's not not really like yeah. a lot of direction. There's like one or two points I want to hit left, but that's it. Yeah, All right, hit a point because I I'm bouncing. Oh, okay then. Uh, I didn't mean to derail <laughs> you. Sorry. Um, no, no, no. I derailed me. Um, so there <laughs> you is. You derailed yourself. Oh yeah. my. Um, so there's there's just two more things I wanted to, to touch on real quick. Um, one is the the content creation side of of things for the hobby um, because something recently happened that is very, very toxic. And it actually comes from the companies that are involved in the hobby, not so much the community. So there is a YouTuber. I can't remember his name, um, but he is a magic, the gathering YouTuber. Magic, Mm -hmm. the gathering is owned by wizards of the coast who is owned by Hasbro. He recently somehow ordered (laughs) not the point. You'll you'll just wait. It's, it's, it's a real (laughs) fucked up story. He okay. recently ordered a you know box of magic cards like the the case packs, and the distributor accidentally sent him the new set that doesn't come out to May. So I mean, I assume they probably don't have some sort of embargo on it since they don't send them out to content creators early or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, he showed him off on his YouTube channel because he was excited. And Wizards of the Coast sent the fucking pickertons to his door who so the pickertons are a very old family from like they've been around since like i want to say the 40s or something like that who the government would use to like go around like the legal system to send them to intimidate people there's no way this is a real story everyone's reporting (laughs) on it like there's a bunch of I have Listen. heard of the Pinkertons from Red Dead Redemption too. <laughs> yes, they, they're in, they're in that. Yes, they are a real. Yeah, um, but no, it's like this is thing. it has. There's still no confirmation of if this is all just a giant work. But like, dude, there's there's a like the, the Wizards of the Coast okay. apologized to him. But I'm just saying, like, that's something that like that's kind of, like instead of going the logical route of like a copyright strike or cease and desist to send. A 1920s hitman family after you seems a little little far fetched. You got them cards, eh? <laughs> right. I mean, I personally I would have just been like, uh, close my door and be like, fuck off. But I'm just like the fact that they like came and they yeah. like tried to like pressure him into giving them the cards. 
at the request of wizards and the wizards like issued an apology to him and like offered to send him like product to make up the money he he spent um nate yeah I just this sounds like a plot line from Yellowstone. Trust, trust me, uh, when, when when I heard about it, this because I initially heard on uh, Philip DeFranco report on I it. Just, I just want to point out, I've never seen an episode of Yellowstone, so I just I'm just a lot assuming. of magic, a lot of magic gathering yes, going on. Yeah, yes, okay. a lot. Okay. I, um, I don't know, but no. So <laughs> like the first place I heard it from was um, uh, Philip DeFranco uh, uh-huh. reported on it, and then. Uh, a couple of people actually ironically sent me articles uh, from different websites reporting on it. So I'm still, I'm, I'm following it cause I want to know if it's real. Cause it sounds like something Vince McMahon would have worked up. Um, so that's why I'm very like, but like if, if it is real, that's like some next level toxic oh, shit. Here's the thing. This is totally sounds like something Nintendo would do. So like, like a publicity stunt. No, no. Like you, you order your game and somehow you get the new Zelda, a week early and you're talking about it and they're like oh well we're gonna sue you for all of your money they, they did account. do that though there was that um, like that. Yeah. that guy who did the modded uh multiplayer for oh, breath yeah. of the wild they are trying to completely nuke his channel with copyright strikes so i i don't see it crazy that a vindictive company but like there's there's like other like legal not fucked up ways to go about it is my point fair fair um yeah. But I'm just saying, like, like from a content creator side, like that's that's not something you should have to worry about. Like, <laughs> fucking 1920s right. hit family showing up at your door, being like, "Give me your stuff." <laughs> um, so I just wanted to bring that up because that was just something topical recently that happened that I was just like, "Wow, that's I could not imagine." If, like, well, if it did, I just shut my door and be like, "Try me." Uh, like, what are you gonna do? Break in my house? And like, all right, then I guess guess we're gonna we're we're gonna have some lawsuits on our hand. I'm gonna own me. If they're 1920s hitmen, they're not gonna have any problem shooting your door down and coming to get you. This That's is where true. this is this is where the story starts to fall apart. <laughs> I don't think they're still 1920s. Well, they're, they've they've they're obviously just, modernized, but that's the family has stayed in the business since then. The Pinkertons. Okay, so that's where that's where Kevin Costner comes in. Probably. Um, okay. But the other thing I did want to touch on as well was just some some Patreon uh, members Again, shared some experiences. Never seen, never seen Yellowstone. Um, so we had a few Patreon members who you know, I've been to Yellowstone. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I've never been to Yellowstone. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, Patreon members, uh, they yeah. I put a post out with the the topic so people could share their experiences if they wanted. Uh, one person brought up the whole like you know using it like that video games and other things as a form of addiction um, rather than drugs and alcohol. Um, but another person sh- actually shared a story um, from their own personal experience, and they did at one point feel like they were you know developing a drinking problem. And they pivoted that into action figure collecting, and mm-hmm. uh, they, they refer to themselves as a Hasbro holic because you know that's their new addiction. Um, but rather than you know the negative effects of alcohol, he said that this has kind of helped calm his anxiety with you know collecting and you know getting to pose as action figures and stuff like that. Um, and he kept mentioning like small escapes with big results, and then. He, he mentioned how like collecting has inspired him because for a while he was painting and drawing and he kind of fell out from it and didn't have that creative outlet. And it has kind of given him a new way to express that creative outlet and that it has, you know, kind of changed a lot of things of his anxiety and stuff because of it. Um, and then he also mentioned like the negatives like we did before with FOMO being a big problem and also spending mm-hmm. 
um, because all the money we spend on stuff we could be saving and using towards you know more life related retirement yeah retirement um (laughs) and stuff like that so i did want to uh share some of that because that is something i'm going to be doing more and more often is trying to give our patreons a heads up about like the topics that way if they want to have some input in it we can kind of do that but especially i wanted to start with this episode just because i feel like this topic um was pretty for all of us yeah it it was it was a community topic um yeah but that's gonna be it for this week's episode sorry if this was a downer not quite as uh, lighthearted as we usually yeah, are I think, we didn't we didn't I think spend... no i think we were being positive i think we spent yeah. more time being positive yeah, yeah. How, it, how it is good for you and i just want to throw out there because with that note and with what we talked about you know the things that we love about it what gives us that reprieve that mental health boost is all different and i think that's why this community and this hobby is so much fun because we can all get something different out of it mm-hmm. and that's awesome i agree um, but let us know in the comments below, like, where do you stand with, you know, your collecting habits with your mental health? Uh, if you won't feel comfortable telling us your story and stuff like that, leave it below. You can DM me separately on Instagram, Twitter, I guess, TikTok, maybe. I don't know if that works um, at Modern Toy Fair. Um, but yeah, please feel free. Reach out. Let us know. Um, as always, if you enjoyed this video, please make sure to like and subscribe. Helps us out. Lets us know we're doing a good job. Also gets you a bunch of toy related content in your feed such as the reviews let's poses uh, weekly live stream and the weekly podcast you can also head over patreon.com for slash modern toy for you help to support us in this crazy journey where we have several tiers of different uh, rewards ranging from anywhere from being able to get episodes of the podcast early you can go through we're going to soon have exclusive episodes for the patreon members we will have we have an option for physical prints of the photos i take and you can even be a guest on our weekly live stream so check that out link will be in the description below uh you can check jamar out over on metal.tv forward slash jamar games nate what do you have for us this week well um this week i got a new podcast this is coming with a uh, conjunction of my good buddy suck my tank uh we did a podcast a couple weeks ago called fart the podcast and a lot of people thought it was a little superfluous a little airy just was very unpleasant uh they were looking for something more substantive something more solid so we are moving on to a whole new season and it is going to be called poop the podcast so details <laughs> will be coming forth but it is going to be an intense situation always is uh but hopefully we'll see you next week same toy time same toy fair channel thank you for watching